At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Check, check, check. Can you hear me knocking? Wow. Check, 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 check. talk this is uh surreal this is an untapped in vinyl it is i've got none other than the man the myth the monk here with me that's it and he is uh he's back i am after nine weeks it is like i was looking at the date of the last episode and i was just looking and seeing how everything went yes I guess that's a heck of a way to open it, rather than talking about the beer we're drinking, right? It's like yeah, well, just we could life. Talk, we could talk about the beer. Let's do that first. The beer first? Yeah, man. Yeah, because that's, that's what people expect. Oh, man. Here the, we little big, the, the big little thing. And a little crowd control. You got a crowd control. See, I, I like overdo it at the house. I like to have too many choices. <laughs> There's no such thing. Dude, I wish, like, and I, I'm sure there is. Maybe it's like a Kroger where they could do a pick six. But I know every time I go to Foley and I'm hanging out with uh, Sid and, like, Jared and the guys down there, it's like, you can go down to the Piggly Wiggly. And you, oh, yeah. they got a craft beer section. You just oh, yeah. pick you a six-pack and you just 
Have at it. I tell you. And you always know the guy who picks six indicators. That man is on a mission. And he's trying to get there fast. <laughs> he's trying to save some money, too. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, it makes more sense a lot of times to pick six, your favorite beer, than to go buy a six-pack of it. That's another point. Yes. Because yes. those pick sixes are. Very but I always so. take it, if someone buys a six-pack of indicator, he's had a rough day or he really needs to get somewhere fast. <laughs> it's like snake handlers, right? Yes, yes. And, and, and I tell you, speaking of Piggly Wiggly and what is it, craft beer the 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 saying they had craft beer wiggly or whatever um the one over in macadory alabama yeah um right outside of tuscaloosa and bessemer um you go there and you can get or you used to be able to i don't know if you still can but you can get the um snake handler for 12 dollars in the growler right in the growler whereas you go to lucid brews and you pay $21, $22 for it. So what he's saying is you get a $7 discount on, like, <laughs> watch your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> but so I got an 8%. It's an IPA. Uh, is, is it a hazy? No, it's just it's an imperial. Yeah, it's an imperial. And, uh, it's, dude, it's, it's a go-to for me. Like, when I go to uh, Coconuts or, uh, you know, now that they shut uh, Vows, no more. So I used to like going there for beer and Starville, but... I, and I'm living in Starville now, by the way. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, so... Things uh, have changed. Th- things are changing, my man. Yeah. I can't pour beer like I used to. You you didn't spill a drop? You just got a little bit of... I didn't of a, spill you got a, little, a drop. I got, got a lot of head. You got a lot of head. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and then the big little that you're sipping on, and yes. I'll be joining you. The big little it's another thing, good IPA, imperialist. 9%. Yeah. So ain't nothing little about it. I'm on my... Uh, my next one <laughs> so yeah a lot has changed since we last spoke yeah because, just on the mic yeah yes yes um and i I'm, guess and, we, I, and on the side dude I'll, I'll tell you this i want to air this out it's like you know uh why you were in the hospital or in recovery is you know i'd shoot you a text every now, every now and then but like when a friend is in that position, uh, no news is good news to me. Yeah. So if I don't hear anything, all I'm thinking is rehab's going great. He's recovering. You're home now. Yeah. You're you're still rehabilitating, and so like I, I'm not the guy that's going to be like every day. Hey, how's it going? Sure, how's sure, it going sure. today? Yeah. Because I don't know. Because for, for some people, like in my experience, it like that kind of gets them down. Even though it's like you know, I'm just trying to love on you, but. Yeah, and I, I don't know how people take it. So, I, I um, it took me about like I didn't respond to anyone for about the first two weeks. I let my wife do that. Mm-hmm. Um, if they had her number, if not, then I just I caught up to you when I did because I at that point had become a one-handed texter, and my vision was messed up at first, and so it was it was really hard to see. The text message, I mean, it took me forever to respond with, like, getting better each day. Thanks. You know, <laughs> I mean, it took me forever. Yeah. So, I guess to give people background, the last episode you and I did together, the next morning I woke up and I had a stroke. Yeah. Um, and I felt awful. <laughs> <laughs> no. It had nothing to do with you. It had nothing to do with how much beer we consumed and... How much fun we had because we, we, we did what we normally do and we had a great time. Um, but what followed the next 26 days being in the hospital um, and since then, so now it's been this week on Monday, which was yesterday, was nine weeks since the stroke. Um, I'm still paralyzed um, for the most part on my right side. Um, I don't have full use of my hand. I don't have full use of my leg. Um, but it's getting better each day. And even my voice is still, because I still have paralysis in my face. It's gotten better, though. Oh, it's gotten a lot better. <laughs> I remember yeah. talking on the phone with you like a couple of weeks ago, and I could definitely, like, it was, you know, you had a natural slur at that point. Yeah, yeah. It's gotten better. I'm I'm trying to. I've been doing Indies Only the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes me a while to do it. I pre-record everything. So I can go back and edit it. Like I'll I'll get on there and I'll be like Indies only on all one oh one seven 
and then I'll pause for a minute and I'll come back and say the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and I'll just piece it together, you know. Yeah, just just the whole thing was a freak out and it was man, like I text you that following morning. I don't I don't I think it was it was about the festival. I was like, Hey man, and I sent you over like the lineup and Sheila texted me off your phone's like and gave me the breakdown and like I just wanted to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I was like or just go to the hospital. And I was like, Well if I go like they're not gonna let me in there anyway. Yeah. I was like, I don't even feel like dealing with this. <laughs> So when I got the news, is uh, just to backtrack just a little bit, is it's like, what? Because <laughs> you know we were we were prepping for Porch Fest. Yeah. The flyer was getting ready to come out, and I mean, we we had we had all these plans, and that was the immediate thing. And then I was like, well, that's not the immediate thing. Is he going to be all right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the most important thing. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, day by day, I was checking in with C- Sheila, and um, not a whole lot of improvement. And then you had a you had a breaking point, was improving, and now you're home. So thank yeah. God for that. Yeah. But uh, man, it was it was tough. Yeah, it was it was tough for me because I didn't realize, and I mean, the first couple days they had me in in ICU, and because um, because we went to Columbus to the hospital, they immediately flew me to Tupelo. Um, they didn't know if they were going to have to do brain surgery because my stroke was not an ischemic stroke. It was a hemorrhage stroke. And just for those listening, like what, what what's the differences? Um, ischemic happens in your heart. Um, a hemorrhage stroke happens in your brain. Okay. Um, all, all strokes start from the brain. It stems from the brain. It stems from the nervous system. But my stroke was a brain bleed. My um, blood pressure had spiked to over 220-something. I shouldn't have gave you that last cigarette. <laughs> you know, that's that's funny. We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, but um, I, I had a brain bleed. They sent me to Tupelo. When I got to Tupelo, the doctor, after they did an MRI and a CAT scan, the doctor goes, your brain bleed has stopped. You're good. 
we're, we're going to monitor you and have another CAT scan tomorrow morning and probably the morning after just to make sure that this yeah. stopped. And it luckily has. And I went um, week before last to Tupelo to the neurosurgeon, and the neurosurgeon said all the blood on my brain is cleared up. Well, that's so good. So there's none. Um, I still have an abrasion in my brain that'll heal uh, eventually, but no blood list left. Um, it was behind my left eye. It was about the size of a quarter. Okay. Um, um, and it's it's gone. So that's a good thing. My blood pressure's under control. Um, my wife said that the last time she looked up at my blood pressure, because they kept testing it, um, it was 220-something um, over whatever. I don't even know. So that's the reason I had a stroke. So um, I... I Tell everybody now who has um, any kind of blood pressure issues, get that shit checked. It's, it can, it, like I went, I went for so many years with it unchecked and never paid attention to it. I was on blood pressure medicine. I took it off because of a side effect and I had a stroke. So take care of yourself. Keep checking your blood pressure. Keep check of your heart rate. Because my heart rate, my resting heart rate was never under 115. Just sitting here, just normal with oh, you. Yeah. And it's just not supposed to be. No. You know? <laughs> Dude, last time I checked mine, which, you know, I'm 31, but my stuff is, it's it's down in like the mid 50s. Oh, like that's very, very, good. very composed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because I, I, I think about that, because I smoke cigarettes and um, I drink. Sure. And those are things that are both like raise your heart rate, especially yep. doing them in tangent, especially over a long period of time. And like that was like, oh, well, I need to start paying attention. Yeah. And on top of that, because my dad has had a stroke. Yeah. So it could be genetic with me too. And I was, it was just like a wake up call personally, you know, just be a little bit more mindful. Yeah. Take, yeah. take care of yourself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I had one at 47 years old and so far, nine <laughs> weeks later, I still don't have use full use of my right side of my body. That sucks. Uh, yeah. Um, you're right handed. <laughs> yeah, I'm right handed. Yes. I can't write anymore. Um, my wife has had to do a lot of my writing lately, but, um, well, we're, we're, you, you were, oh, we were talking about smoking. Yeah. So the morning that happened was the next morning after the podcast was not the podcast fault. Um, I was just totally kidding about that. But um, I got up and I was putting our table together. because so we'd only been in our new house for a week. Right. I was talking about how everything was cool and new and fresh and, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And next day... Um, I'm putting the table together, and I, my face starts to go numb. My arm starts to go numb first. And so I finish putting the leg together, and I come and tell my wife, I'm like, look, my, my, my arm is going numb. I don't know why. And she was like, well, maybe you, just, you, you sat on it wrong. I'm like, I didn't sit on it. I've been working. I've been working. I mean, it's been moving. So she's like, well, maybe, maybe it'll be okay. Just, just, just let's give it a few minutes. Well, then my face starts to go numb. And I'm like, uh-oh, baby. It's getting real. It's getting real. Something's happening. I'm having a stroke or I'm having a heart attack or something. And she's like, okay, let me get dressed and we'll go to the hospital. So I go out back. I smoke a cigarette. <laughs> so that's... Damn you, Ellen. <laughs> Damn. Um, so I go out back and I, I have like a half a cigarette left. And I take two or three or four drags. And I come back in, and by the time I come back in, my leg is, is, is feeling wonky. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's happening, but we need to go to the hospital. And you don't ever hear me say that. Mm-hmm. But I did. Um, we went to the hospital. By the time I got to the hospital, we drove there. It wasn't uh, about a 10-minute drive. Yeah, it's here in town, right? You just yeah. To yeah. Um, by the time I got to the hospital, I couldn't walk and I couldn't lift my hand anymore. Um, and my face had started to to wilt. Um, and that was where it started. I just, I told my wife I loved her 50 times on the way to the, 
because the longer it kept going, like I thought I was going to die, and I thought, okay, let well, me I get just, this out. I want her to know I love her. So she was praying out loud, and I was saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> and she would say, I love you too. God, please don't let anything happen to Shane. You know, and so it was like, it was like that for. For 10 minutes and um we finally got to the hospital they got me out of the car they got me in the back and i just gave it up for the next three days um i'm a big guy i'm at the time i was 235 pounds um six foot two and i had nurses and people grabbing damn sheets up under me and moving me to this table and that table and you know all around um to make sure I was okay. Um, I think it was, uh, I was over, over a week into it and I finally got to the first floor at, um, North Mississippi medical center in Tupelo. And I, I want to give them props because the best organization I've ever been a part of as far as rehabilitation is one West in Tupelo. Um, five hours a day, five days a week, and they made me, they recovered, made me recover. I wish I still had them because <laughs> I'd still be recovering. But, oh, my gosh, I cannot tell you the, the amount of um, help they gave me. Yeah. And confidence. They helped build my confidence back that I could do this. I, I can only imagine just being completely demoralized, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, at, at one point, and I'll admit this, I mean, I've got other people wiping my butt because I can't do it. Yeah. You know, and that, and and grown men standing over me while I'm naked taking a shower. You know, I I just, I never prepared for that. (laughs) You never prepare for that. It's not that big a deal because I'm, I mean, I'm modest to a point, but I needed help and they, they didn't give a shit. They weren't looking at me go, you know. No, it's another day at the office. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was very demoralizing. But everybody there did what they could to make me feel comfortable about it. You know, um, over time, um, so here I am. I mean, I'm I'm back. Um, that's good to have you back in the saddle here. You know. Yeah, because that was one thing. Um, I was thinking about. Like after I dropped that episode, well now he has to get better because now we gotta we gotta do another one. Yeah. And then when we get done with that one, we gotta do another one. You know. Yeah. It just can't can't stop. Like, dude, quit playing around. Yeah. Just, come on, let's get through this. Yeah. And it I, it was you know it sucked. And even like the selfish shot of it, it was like, well, he ain't going to be at the damn festival. And I was like, well, I know he wants to be there too, so it ain't exactly selfish because uh, you're supposed to emcee the thing. Yeah. And, jeez. The- well, the next time, screw every responsibility I have, I'm emceeing your thing. So. I mean, we got a brand new I'm record gonna- to start emceeing soon. So- what? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so I mean, the Porch Talk Vinyl Volume 1. Drops it, in August. It drops in August. And yeah. then right when it drops, I'm working on Volume 2. I've already got the artists lined up. It's going to be like some psychedelic stuff. i got to talk to the girls about it. I don't know what they have in mind. But yeah. It's a, uh, what I have in mind, it's kind of a dark green, bluish background mm-hmm. with a red cap mushroom. But the stem is a female body sitting down with children little toddlers sitting around her like the grass or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, very cool just let it be psychedelic yeah even though like the the female artists on you know it'll be like uh janet simpson katie katie mulville mm, uh, taylor honeycutt sarah langford yeah soren bryce and so i'm not saying that their music is psychedelic but i am saying is i want the art to be just like what abe done i want it Right when you see it on your record ship, like, this really catches me. What is this? Put this on. Yeah. And that's kind of the point of the art. Is Abe going to do the art again? No, it's a, it's a chick out of Star Wars, as a matter of fact, I think. I've got to talk to her oh, and good. see if she wants to do it. Now, I might talk to Abe to see if he, if he would like to design another one. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be one and done, but I, I would like to use different artists for different. Cause yeah, this that's is, cool. 
I mean, I'll think about it some more. I haven't. I'll talk to Abe and see what he thinks. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, you got you got a lot of. Um, you got McGowan. Yeah, there's an idea, right? You know, yeah. I mean, he he'd do it great. He could do some psychedelic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you thinking about psychedelic? This guy here. Yeah, yeah. And maybe and maybe psychedelic is not like the right direction, but I really thought like Abe was on this record and it was. Would you do the art? It's perfect. Yeah. And it kind of fits because it's folky art and it's kind of it's kind of a folky record. Yeah. Plus, you've been done by Abe Partridge. That's another thing. That's a that's, feather. That's a feather in the cap. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. The, like he's he's painted you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> on a piece of wood. Uh, yes, yeah, on a piece that. of wood. Do you have that? I do. I've got uh, the physical copy. I haven't bothered framing it yet. Like, and by framing it, it's going to be just taking, like, going to a Hobby Lobby or a Kirkland's and getting like a little one by one another piece of wood yeah and just wood gluing it to the back and then just hanging it up like that that's because it's it's just done on like a little piece of like quarter inch plywood you know, yeah yeah that he tarred and painted yeah man yeah <laughs> it, it was it, it was so surreal like you know we used uh, my green room for the festival or we used my bedroom as the green room for the festival at that house yeah and that's Right when Abe walks back there and he's seeing, like, I've got some Jonathan Treadway from the Church of Paint. I've got Taylor Hollinsworth. I've got a lot of his work. I've got Joe McGowan. And that was his first comment when Abe walked back there. He was like, you got a lot of nice art, buddy. Not, just, yeah. and not even talking about my stuff, yeah, like my yeah. personal stuff. Yeah. You got good taste. And I was like, well, that kind of means a lot coming from yeah. me. Thank you. Uh, your piece happens to be my favorite. You know, I showed you the one with the X-ray pointing up, and it's, you did it's not a, it's show a it sun house piece. Yeah, uh, but it's I'm gonna preach these blues, and I'm gonna sit down. Yeah, and it's got a picture of a like an X-ray of a of a broken hand with the finger, the index finger pointing up to the sky. Yeah, and it's it's cool, and then it's got the Abe work around it, like with church pews and like you know, typical Abe like people doing like. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. For those of you who couldn't see it, I was like, had my mouth droopy wide face. open and droopy faced. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Porch Fest was a, uh, it was awesome. I mean, you had one of the coolest pictures, I think, of the whole thing was was Taylor Hollingsworth and A. Partridge in your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. That was an epic moment. That was that was the epic moment, and if I, I would have called it quicker, because I had already planned for Abe or or someone to play in the kitchen, because that's one thing that we've done for three festivals straight, was one person gets a kitchen show. Yeah. And it usually happens late in the night after like the crowd begins to peter out. Yeah. And then you get like this really intimate like sunstroke house feel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Taylor and Check It Like a Caveman play outside Friday night. The weather. The, we find the wind finally lays down low enough to where we can make a fire to where I don't feel like I'm going to burn <laughs> the whole community down. Yeah, yeah. And, burn back. You know, right, when, right when Taylor was getting ready, he played the full, before "Shake It Like a Caveman." He was like, "Dang, it's cold." And I was like, "Yeah." You know, and right when he gets set up and we get him checked, I was like, "If you want to come play in the kitchen, we'll just move everybody inside." He's like, "I'm already here. We're already set up. Let's go." Yeah. And so he kicks it off with Westphalia. Thank you, Taylor. Yes. It's my it's my song, man. Yeah, that's, that's mine too. That's, that's my jam. And uh, that and Run Around Saturn, but yeah. it's a dead finger song, but yeah. And uh Taylor played a great set and then Shake It Like a Caveman. Uh they came down together. He played next. He decided to play outside. And by that time we had a fire going. And uh so everyone who was still out in the yard, because it was just like really windy and just it was just weird. Yeah. That night. And then the following day it was like you couldn't ask for better weather. Yeah. And so I actually have... That's awesome. I have... I don't know. I was laying in a hospital in two yeah. months, so I had no idea what the weather but I, was doing. I have, I have uh, every uh, every act recorded on that iPad, if you want. Awesome. I, I, can, yeah. I can go through that with you sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you see it. I, I didn't record... Uh, the only thing I recorded Friday night was Abe. Yeah, uh, I, there was no way to record off that, or even with my little shotgun mic. It was just so was stinking so windy. windy. Yeah, like I don't even think the big poof ball would have got all that wind. That, you know, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Poof ball. Yeah, you know, little thing you put over the yeah, mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
but overall, I thought it went well. I thought everyone had a good time. Of uh, I'm going to try to, and that was a couple of questions that a few people asked while they were there. It's like, so do you invite the same musicians back again? Well, you ain't had Not, enough of them to really invite back. Well, we've done back. it three years, and the answer is no. But they see the date it's happening, and they call me, and it's like, hey, I'm coming. Well, guess what? You're on the bill. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what they have it, because I, I try to do something, like, totally new each time. Yeah. But with the exception of, like, my boy, Philip, I probably always put him on there, because he, he helps yeah. me with sound. But uh, we had... Uh, Sid Moore, he helped out with sound this year, and he just killed it. Uh, we had a big bow system, and it was great. So it accommodated everyone that needed to be accommodated. Well, I hate I missed it. That was, I think, the week after or week, two weeks after, three weeks after. Two or three weeks after. Yeah. Um, after it was, was kind of hanging in the balance because you and I had talked on the phone, and you were like, I might can make it. And I was like, well, I might come pick your ass up. Yeah. But then when it happened, there was no invite, and I knew you were – I snowed under with people at your house and oh my god, like, yes. you know, like, like my, I told my wife, I was like, I, my dad, I, my dad, and close friends who were there with me the whole time, like Friday night, right before it kicked off, it's like, does anyone around here have like five Xanaxes we could give Alan because it looks like he's about to have just anxiety attack? It's like, yeah, is there anything that can calm this man down? Because I'm pacing, I was like, where is everybody? What, what's going on? Can we do this? Can we do this? I was like, slow down, Alan. It's, yeah. a, it's upon us. There's nothing you can do. Just let it happen. And the moment it started, whew, you know, breath of fresh air. You know? Yeah. So you and were relaxed and cool. And finally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after it happened. And then Saturday, it was like a more chill version of me where I just kind of laid back. Because I, I, I didn't even have to play that day. Yeah. And I ended up uh, helping. This is how I got in Cosmic Gravy, the band I'm in now. Uh in a sense, we shut down Saturday night completely, and the boys had already talked. Do we need to pause? So, do we need a quick break? Hmm. Okay. The, the boys had already talked in Cosmic Gravy. It's like, hey, we want, we think we want Alan in the band, but we don't know how to, because they already had a bassist at the time, but they were having trouble with him. Yeah. Uh, he, he was a bit like confrontational to a, a sound guy at Roosters in Oxford. And it was just—I don't, I don't want to get too much into the the weeds or the drama. I just sure. because I, it's not my laundry to air out. But they, they were having problems, and I was already with Matt and Philip with Groove Johnson, and it just made sense. Let him be in this band too, right? Yeah. And so I played with them that night, and that confirmed it. They wrote me the next day, "Hey, you're in the band." <laughs> that's, that's convenient. Yeah, that's cool, man. Great. And so we've been we've been quote unquote touring for the past two weeks and it's been going great it's been it's been a great time yeah love it almost ready to wrap up your your day gig yeah it's and- like yeah that's what, that's what i was telling you before we got yeah, going yeah. i was like we keep on getting shows like this and if the pay it keeps on going like this it's your boy's just gonna be on the road hell yeah well man i mean i i hope that for you because that's what you kind of you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like talking to musicians, and I like talking about music, but I really like playing it, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't decided which I'm better at. I think I'm better at talking about it, but you need me to get you another beer? Um, yeah, you can. Bingo. <laughs> hey. But, uh, yeah, uh, and I'm playing bass. That's not my primary instrument, but I really enjoy playing bass. <clears throat> All right. So I played bass growing up. Um, and I don't mean to make light of any bass players out there, right? Yourself included. But bass is a lot easier to understand and get. And it's it's, it's it, have I have I already overstepped my bounds? No, you have not. Yeah, I mean I agree with what you're saying. So you got you got four strings, right? Yeah. The hardest thing that you have to figure out when you go to play bass. <coughs> Is how you're gonna play it. Yeah. Like, I know some guys. Like, I'm I'm a punchy. Like, I like playing with. Prime, I like playing with my thumb. That's a big no-no for some bassists. You know, they like playing with yeah. their fingers. Some people like playing with picks. 
Yeah, no, I never, I'm not never, a, never could get picks. I'm not opposed to whatever style you you want to do. I like playing with my thumb and my index finger because I'm like I'm kind of punchy. I'm kind of quick with my notes, and I like I'm constantly moving around the scales, and I never I'm I'm not gonna stop. Like when I find the pocket, yeah. I'm gonna get in the pocket. And I might give you a little sweet treat down the neck, but. <laughs> like, yeah, not a whole lot. I'm not going to be too much. Sure. And then you had people like Flea, who was like, "Yeah, I dare you to try to play like Flea," you know, from the Chili sure, Peppers. Sure, sure. Or then that, you know, the, the guy like Neil Pert, which was a total supergroup. Like every guy in that band was just Neil Pert. Good lord. Yeah, that was a hell of a drummer. <laughs> Neil Pert, Alex Lifeson, and Getty Lee. Mm. I mean, good lord. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. I can't shit on a basis, and I'm not saying it's like that's the easiest instrument. It just depends on it's where you're standing. It's not the easiest instrument. But I mean, if that was the case, we'd all play triangle. <laughs> yes. Just don't play the electric triangle. Yeah. Oh, no, good lord, no! Don't know if I need that. <laughs> oh no! It was a beer spill. <laughs> I think we're good, Let's man. Let's take a quick break. Come on. We're just talking about like playing bass. Yeah. So, uh, you were in a punk band back in the day. Yes, I mainly sang when I was a member of the White House, the the White House Slaves. It's a good name, by the way. Yes. Um, and then we changed our name to Nothing, which there's a band out currently called Nothing. Um, and then um, when I started playing bass, I was with a band called. Apocalypse Incorporated, and we were mainly a Suicidal Tendencies cover band. <laughs> I mean, we never played any gigs or anything like that. So, 
like I could say that I played bass, but it really was limited. Very yeah. limited. Nothing like you. I didn't never play a gig or, you know, go on tour or anything like that. It's, it's going to get to a point to where I played. It scares the hell out of me. I'm just going to start calling myself a bassist. Yeah? Because <laughs> I, I think, because it is. Uh, it, there's nothing wrong with that, though. What I'm, kind of bass do you have? It's not even mine. I've borrowed one. Um, it's a, I think it's a, some kind of a fender, if I'm not mistaken. Some kind of a fender. Yeah, ain't that ain't that pitiful? That's pitiful, man. Because, like, to me, like, as growing up as a... Because, like, okay, so, like, I've been paid for two shows now. Yeah. And uh, it's all sitting in a cash app. Yeah. And so, numero uno thing to do is, number one, I'm going to buy my bass, and then number two, I'm going to buy, like, the amplifier. Yeah. Because, like, I'm, like... They literally asked me to play bass. I don't have a bass, and I don't have equipment to play bass. It's like, we know we, we know you can play bass. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, you, like, go from being a guitar player to being a bass player. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so, I mean, that was – and on top of that was, you know, I had uh, – I'm King Cotton Heretics. That was his first live show yeah. at Porch Fest, and I played uh, rhythm guitar for him on that. And then I led my uh, Alabama White Trash it's uh, the psycho punk band I'm doing, psychedelic punk. And that's with Dave Garrett, the guy who is the lead guitarist with Abe Partridge in the psychedelic piece. Yeah. And so it was me and Dave, but when the drummer for King Kai and the Heretics, we played first, and then my band went on, and I was like, play with me. I know you don't know the songs, but just play. Yeah. It, and it, it ended up like that. Daniel did a great job. Yeah. We didn't have a monitor, and so I couldn't hear Dave. Dave couldn't hear me. And so it was kind of the kind of chaos I wanted on stage for that psycho, psychedelic band. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I'm looking forward to when we get a little break with Cosmic Gravy to kind of get Alabama White Trash rolling. <laughs> I love the name, man. <laughs> I got banned on Facebook for it for three weeks. Really? Yeah, I was talking about. I was just hey, I'm just starting up this new uh, band. It's going to be a psychedelic punk band. It's going we're going to call it Alabama White Trash. And then next thing I know is I had been reported and I'm flagged and I'm restricted and I I can't even I couldn't even make posts on uh, the Porch Talk page. Really? And I was like I was working through Instagram. <laughs> yeah. You know, because like whatever you post on Instagram will go to you know the Porch Talk page, yeah. and I was doing that kind of thing. And then uh, I appealed it. And then they let me go, but I just had the restriction on my account removed yesterday. Even though I won my appeal, they were like, yeah. you can't say things like white trash. And I was like, I'm calling myself that. I don't know why someone would report that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm not calling you personally white trash. That is the name of the band. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alabama WT. Yeah. That's it. AWT. AWT. <laughs> Yeah, and so, I mean, we might go back and workshop that, but I don't really want to. I, I want to call it Alabama White Trash just like that. If it if it, if it, it affected someone that way, I was like, that's the way I want my music to affect you. I want it to be up front and in your face and kind of brutal, if that's the case. Is, is the music going to be political? No, it's not political at all. Okay. That's why I, I didn't understand. It's not political. It's just, yeah. it's just what I think. It's, uh, this is... It's punk, damn rock. Yeah. Chill out. Yeah. Shit. Exactly. Gosh. My favorite form of music. Um, I love the blues. And blues is probably where my heart's at. But my brain is all punk rock. I mean, that's just me. It has been for years. Yeah, and that's, and that's what's kind of crazy. Like playing in like Cosmic Gravy right now, playing bass with them, or playing the blues with Groove Johnson. Uh, I love that. I like playing southern rock. I like playing like jam band songs. I like playing the blues, but you put a electric guitar in my hand, I'm going to play punk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Roll that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And I, and I never, and it, like what's crazy is I can count, like Porch Fest was the third gig I've ever had with an electric guitar in my hand. Yeah. And it was my own gig. Yeah. And it was a rocking gig. A Partridge recorded it. I'm still waiting on him if he's going to send it. I'm still, I'm still waiting to send it. I don't know if it was worth sending. It might have been that yeah. bad. It might have been, oh, gosh. Yeah. You know, it might have been one of them kind of things. But Well, I, I finally get to see um, A Partridge uh, August 4th, I think it is, 
Columbus Arts Council. He's going to play upstairs. Um, his art will be displayed in our main gallery, mm-hmm. but he will play upstairs. And I'm looking so forward to, like, I've met him before, mm-hmm. but I'm looking so forward to experiencing. Oh, it's a full experience. Yeah, the full A Partridge thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so props to you, Psych Peas, using one of his guys, starting your own punk band. Fuck yeah, dude. That's, that's what he told me, too. He's like, I, I don't know if I'm going to introduce you to any more musicians because <laughs> you, keep, you keep on using them. <laughs> that's what you got to do, yeah. man. That's that's how we get to know people. Yeah. That's how we, you know, that's how we roll. So, like, when Cosmic Gravy gets a little break, uh, we're going to have some uh, Alabama White Trash practices, and then I'm hoping that we'll have our first gig uh Either at Druid City Brewing or somewhere in Birmingham. Yeah. And I've asked uh, Kai of King Kai and Heretics if he would either play bass or guitar for us. And I haven't decided because does Alabama White Trash want three screaming-ass guitars and no bass? Or does it want two screaming-ass guitars, one bass, and drums? Yeah, I don't know. I could help you answer that. So, like, we're just going to see what it sounds like both ways and just go from there. I'd, I'd say three screaming-ass guitars. Yeah, and we'll, I mean, have, and we'll have drums, too, by the way. Yeah, You know? Yeah. I mean, that's what I like. I want to be overwhelmed by guitar. And we'll all be doing something, like, a little bit different, you know? Do, do, do this. Do two guitar players, two bass players. Now we're on some shit. Now we ain't never. Now when have you ever heard two bass players in the band? You haven't. There might be a reason. <laughs> there might <laughs> be. But if you can get one of them doing regular bass and one of them doing two string Mark Sandman morphine kind of bass, doing the the whole like Mark Sandman. Somebody asked him one time, "Why don't you have three, four strings on your bass?" He was like, well, I've only, I've only mastered two. two. <laughs> so, I'll put a third one on there when I'm ready. There you go. So Maybe. We'll yeah, see. We'll, yeah. watch it, we'll watch it develop. <laughs> so, I mean, just other than that, just, you know, being back home, getting things back to normal, uh, what music has really been, uh, what have you really been into lately to get to the vinyl side of things? And by the way, he has put together some great uh Great, great, great Saturday night shows with Indies Only. Yeah, I have been doing Indies Only again. Um, and I just actually got a uh, message from John Calvin Abney, who's uh, one of my f- favorite people, uh, songwriters. Um, he just put out a new song. Um, what's out these days that I'm really into? The new record from Dead. Um, D-E-H-D is phenomenal um, anything that Biba Doobie is putting out I'm loving mm-hmm. um, she's just been like she just put out a record it's been a while ago but she's just putting out random stuff um, that I'm loving um, John Calvin Abney is back Katie Malko is back uh, a band that I got to know through Indies Only called Sincere Engineer. I love the name of the band. That's they cool. just put out kind of a demos acoustic record that's really cool um, that I'm into. Um, there's been this band and oh. Okay, hang on a second. There's been this band that I've been into for about a week or two now called Small Crush. Um, don't know where they're from. Don't know anything about them. Just look them up. Love them. Love their music. Love everything about them. All right. Here's a comment. Okay. Uh, from my main man, the guy that holds it down in the pocket with me, old Matt Mason, the drummer that I'm working with right now with Cosmic Gravy and Groove Johnson. He's like, love listening to Untapped and Vinyls. like... I'm going to leave that indie shit up to Monk because he knows what the hell he's talking about. He's always bringing it. And you just named several bands. If I wasn't familiar with Indies only, yeah. that what are you talking about? Yeah. So he just brought it to you again, Matt. <laughs> well, there you <laughs> yeah, small crush. Dig those guys. I don't know where I found them. I think I found them randomly on 
on a um, um, on my whatever's on Instagram where where go the <laughs> discovery <laughs> discovery yes yeah. I discovered them on Instagram and I think that's where I got them and I just started delving into it and I was like I'll go check them out on Spotify shit it's one of my favorite bands now what yeah so kind of crazy how it works yeah. I mean that's that's really like kind of the game I've been playing lately with like Instagram I think that might be the best social media app for that is uh and I've I've reached out to I haven't had these interviews yet but we're in talking about how to get the interview going same thing it's like discovery I see something I like I'm listening to it I check it out go to Spotify and then I send them a DM yep. like hey I'm uh, Alan with this music podcast called Porch Talk I would love to have you on there to talk about uh, how you form this group your inspirations and like what are y'all doing what's going on. Yep. So it's just a matter of just getting it all lined out, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had a lot of experiences like that, and I actually had the um, um, the brand manager of the station, Alt One Hundred One Seven, message me the other night because we had a problem uh, for one week. There was no indies only. Mm-hmm. Um, it was regular music, and he was like, "Why do you like this style of music? What is what is your?" Your, your intake on it. And I was like, I just love that these people, these these kids, these these grown-ups, these people, these musicians are so passionate, but they don't have backing. Um, they don't have a major label. They're just, they just want to put out their music. They want to put out their passion. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I mean, think about, like, just go back to one of the latest festivals that we covered with bands such as uh, Phantom Limb. Yeah. Or, I mean, even though they work with Earth Library and they're technically under a label, I mean, I, and they may have a But agent. they're under a smaller label, which doesn't have the pull that Virgin Records has. Yeah, and to be honest with you, like, when, it, when someone would have asked my intake on that, it's like, because I'm so sick and tired of what's on your radio. I don't like it. It's pop to me. Yeah. And it's it's not popular to me. It's not what I want to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, you'll throw me a caged elephant or a black keys every now and then, but yeah. I, it's not what I want. I'm out here trying to find something new and that is why Indies Only is a, is an engaging show because yeah. here's this, here's this, here's this. Yeah, you might throw a little jack white every now and then. As you should. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, this Saturday I've got a new Jack White coming up. <laughs> but but Indies Only is gonna change. Um it's going to become a lot more interactive, is that social right? media wise. Um, I have lost the Indies Only Instagram feed because they asked me to because I logged in one time and it said um, log in your age. So I did like fucking you know 2003, and so it said you're not old enough to have an Instagram account. Ah. So it locked me out. So then for the past two weeks, I've been going back and trying to log in and report the problem. But every time I finish all the bullshit they have me answer, it tells me, oh, no, I'm sorry, we can't do this right now. Yep. So we're losing the Instagram feed, but it's going to become my Instagram feed. It's going to become a lot more interactive. Um, I have a speech impediment now, which will get better with with age <laughs> it's like a fine wine oh yeah um, i have i have um a lot of things that i'm going to be doing late um, coming up that um i'm going to be more interactive and there's going to be a lot more video a lot more you know in on my instagram feed at monk on the radio but let me go ahead and say i don't like it how now tiktok has taken over my fucking Instagram feed. I don't think you should be able because I don't have TikTok and I don't care about your TikTok. I don't care that you come on my Instagram feed and you blow your TikTok shit up. I don't like it. I don't. I don't. I maybe mean, I'm old school. Oh, I don't like it either. I don't have TikTok. I'm yeah. not. I'm not with that shit. But and have it, you noticed 
lately on your stories. All the reels. It's all it's stories. all the reels. It's all Instagram. It's all TikTok. It's all of Facebook. It, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's all of Twitter. It's all of every media. It's like TikTok this, TikTok that. It's like there's a reason I don't have that fucking app. Exactly. exactly. I don't want it. Thank you, brother. Thank you for backing me up. Oh, I'm fucking with you, dude. Oh I'm God. sick of it. Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll go ahead and air this out too. Is stop DMing me these TikTok videos because I don't watch them. <laughs> I delete yes. them. Yes. I don't, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. It'd be like, you, you send it to me because you think it's funny, or you send it to me because I think it's your t- I'm not going to. Yeah. It's not going to happen. The minute I notice it's TikTok, boop, boop, and I'm done. Right. I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. That's not me. Like, that, that and, you know, in Facebook and Instagram did a good job with that when they adapted Reels, or whatever it is sure, that they call sure, it, yeah. with a 45-second increment, just like with a, what a Vine would have been before TikTok. Yeah. And all those other failing outs. Vines were only 20 seconds, right? Some, something to that effect. Yeah. And that even, I understand, like TikTok didn't even used to be as long as it is now. Now you can get on a soapbox for three minutes on TikTok, yeah. supposedly. Don't know, don't care, not going to watch it. I don't, Unless I'm on TikTok. Yeah. So stop bringing that shit over. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need this cross-platform <laughs> shit. Cross-platform shit. That's exactly how I see it, man. Like, I don't have time. I mean, I'm, I'm 47 years old. I'm almost 50. I don't want to be uncool. I want to be a part of the next coolest thing. But TikTok's not my jam. It's not mine either. No, I mean, I don't, I don't give a shit. This has been two older men gripping and complaining about how they don't <laughs> like social medias. 31 and 47 older men. Yep. You're not older, dude. <laughs> but I'll let you slide. I feel like an old man on this. Ass a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'll let you slide. <laughs> I ain't with it. I ain't going to be with it. And they were telling me, it's like, dude, Porch Talk has got to get a TikTok. And I was like, you know what? Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Not gonna happen, bud. It was like, what if you let someone else run it? And I was like, I would shoot them in the head along with myself. You know, I was oh like, we're God. not doing that. No, we're not doing that. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you do what you gotta do. If it's how are you gonna reach the youth? I don't guess I'm gonna. Yeah, I mean, I think you, I think there's more ways that you can reach the youth other than TikTok. I do too. Yeah, so you're good. But if you do TikTok, I might follow it. I'm not going to. <laughs> Man, I don't know what I would do. But like, I already do like the 55 second like Instagram videos of me just like giving you the scoop of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I dig those, man. Where I see the top of your head. Yeah. And all of a sudden you look up and you fucking give Here me we go. business. Yeah. <laughs> 40 seconds. Boom, we're done. I don't need a TikTok. I'm about right to start there. doing that with Indies Only, but through my own Monk on the Radio should. feed on Instagram. You got to so. get you one of these nice hats. Pop country for I need posers. one, man. I need one. When Abe comes, you need to tell him to bring you one. That's what you need to have in your life. You need you a pop country for I'll, posers. I'll, I'll email him today. Got to. So I don't have a text message like you got. That dude's been hands. busy. That dude's been touring. I'm looking so forward. I don't think I've ever looked forward to seeing an artist more. So, let me ask you. Are you going Thursday night to see Taylor Hollingsworth in Tuscaloosa at Druid City? This Thursday? Yep. Cinco de Mayo. I'm going to do the opening at Columbus Arts Council. And then we're going to drive over at 7 o'clock. And be there by 8 o'clock. If you're going to be there. We'll be there. In the damn wheelchair. So, y'all, if this episode comes out for Thursday night, y'all come see us on Thursday night. And then, towards well, the say, end of this, the month. This episode will actually be out like probably tomorrow. Okay. So, for the end of the month, too, the blips are playing, playing in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. So, we'll be there for that. If I go to that show, yeah, that would be fun if I went to that show. I was planning on driving on down. I'm meeting Steve-O Friday night. Gonna sit. Steve of Jackass fame. That's there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my buddy buys like he's doing this like I don't I don't remember what he calls the tour he's doing right now, but he's going to Mobile Friday night, and a buddy of mine hit me up about three weeks ago. He's like, "Hey, do you want to go?" And I was like, "Yeah." Well, he sends me a text message last week, screenshot. Well, turns out I accidentally bought VIP minute uh, VIP tickets. Get ready to meet Steve O for fifteen minutes, and I was like. 
I'll bring my mic. Because you know what I want to ask him? You know, he grew up in the circus. Yeah. It's like, tell me about that. And tell me why you did Jackass Forever sober because he's sober now. There ain't no damn way I could do anything on any of those shows sober. I'd have to be, <laughs> I'd have to be outside of yeah. my mind, you know. There ain't yeah. no way. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I haven't. Um, I've been a part of uh, the Jackass thing, but I've not been a part of this newest fold. Um, even though I'm. I'm I love Johnny Knoxville. That dude always ends up in the hospital pissing blood. Yeah. I can't do it, man. I'm getting older and like, I went through a stroke. I don't give a shit to let somebody else wipe my ass for a week. I've done it. <laughs> you know? yeah, I was like, dude, I'm telling you, it's like the past two jackasses, he's done that. And it always involves a bull. And he always is pissing blood. And he always breaks something down there that shouldn't be yeah, broke. Man, and I'm like, dude, now, I have pissed blood one time. And that scared me. Is this it? What? Is this it for jackass? I don't know. Could no, nobody take any more? Because I... They're putting out the 4.5, which is just scenes they didn't put in the movie. Yeah. For this forever. Sure. But one thing I'll say about it, we needed it. Because I I went and saw that in theaters. I haven't laughed that hard in theaters in probably 10 years. It for, was... For Jackass Forever. Yes. I That was... I needed that. Yeah. Like, you know, through the pan, pandemic coming out of it, not really having a good movie come out for some time and then that drops and I'm like sure. laughing my ass off of a theater full of people sure so I needed I need back in the day seven eight years ago now six years ago whatever I needed bad grandpa there you go I needed it I needed it so, I you, so you get it my ass off you get so it hard. yes I do okay so maybe I do need jackass forever maybe maybe I do I don't know. Should be available now. Well, brother, anything else to do? Add or subtract before we walk out of here? I think. Uh, no, I'm good, I man. I mean, good catch up, dude. Um, very good catch up. I want to tell everybody I'm I'm back. I'm okay. That's why I wanted to do this episode. And like when I reached out to you about it, and you're like, "Let's do an episode." I was like, "Let's let them know." Yeah, let's let them um, know. Mind your blood pressure. Because mine was totally on my blood. It was unchecked, unkept blood pressure for years. Yeah. Just mind your blood pressure. There you go. Um, be safe. I appreciate being able to do this. Um, it took me, I was three weeks in to my recovery before I realized one day I could have died. Yeah. I because I didn't realize it at first. Um, the, 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 the weight of it had not come down on me yet. Um, if you got people in your life, tell them you love them. I love you. I love you too, dude. I mean, you called me with one of the most heartfelt calls I'd had. The entire thing. You, you definitely called me with one of the most heartfelt calls. Because you told me that you'd been crying for me and you realized that I meant more to you than you thought I did. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? And I'm the same way, dude. That's what I realized this all. If you got people in your life that you love, you tell them you love them and be a part of their life. Be be active. Be, be a part of their every day. There you go. We're out of here. Right on. What do we say to sign us out? Road tide? Road tide. <laughs>
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.